Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Beyond Queer Stories. Our guest today is Baphomet, or Bath. Baphomet is a gay trans man mask who is planning to study vet tech and enjoys making art. So welcome. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Wow. Great to have you. So to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about what identities you feel most influence your experiences? Wow, that's a big question. So I guess um, the first identity, I know it's like not really commonly said, like they're very closely tied together. I feel like being like gay and then also trans, if that like the way I've, I've always framed it is like, I'm not gay because I'm trans. I'm trans because I'm gay, okay. which is basically like growing up as like someone who was assigned female at birth. I never really felt connected to that identity, like as all trans people do, like never felt connected to that whole like, yes, I am this, the doctor was right. Even when I was like crushing on boys, I was like, this doesn't feel very similar to how my like girlfriends at the time feel about men. So I feel like really, I felt really out of place. And then it clicked like, oh, you're gay and you're also trans. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about this um, vet tech that you want to go into? So my mom doesn't like me saying this, but um, I went to college to study um, animation and art and then took a gap year just to like center myself and be like, listen, something's not right. I need to center myself. And then I think like two months ago, I had a dream. The dream was so vivid and so real, like basically going through veterinary, um, the veterinary tech program at um, the community college nearby where I completed the program and that's when I woke up and it felt like so real that I already did all that mm-hmm. for a good five minutes. I'm like, huh, I'm not a vet tech. <laughs> and in addition, um, my grandmother was a veterinarian. My grandfather was a veterinarian and we have a long history of like owning farms and like working with animals already that this felt more natural than like even going to art school, which like I still love making art. I just feel like, especially in art schools, like in our current political climate, like I was tired of like competing in a field that I couldn't win where like, especially I used to go to Sarah Lawrence. So like the art culture, there's like basically you're worshiping these like rich white art bros or like I've known someone who's like taking photos of like poor homeless people in New Jersey, like exploiting that like trauma and like mm-hmm. whole like poverty chic thing. Yeah, Like that's the art that's like elevated. But like, if let's say I make like a film about my own identity, it's called cute. So I was like, I have no desire to compete in this right now. Might as well become a vet tech. I already like animals. I already kind of know what I'm doing. So, Cool. Nice. Was yeah. that your first time ever having like a dream like that where you wake up and it just feels so no. real that you have to do it? I had a dream about uh, top surgery where I got top oh. surgery and I woke up and I thought I had top surgery. Oh, wow. And this was like kind of in the time where I was like trying to figure out like, do I want top surgery? And then because I tend like to go through cycles of like self-doubt of like do I really want this mm-hmm. and then like I'll usually like realize like no let's just do it or have a dream like that where it's like please definitely do it cool. will not regret this so you were able to wake up and feel like what it would be like if you had already had it and received that like reassurance kind of like more just like oh this happened already right and then mm-hmm. it's like oh no it didn't okay time for yeah. me to go uh, do it cool that's very cool yeah 
So you said you've been around farms a lot too. When you um, go, oh, I so my family, it's like I divide into like current and then like very past because my family's from the um, former Soviet Union. Okay. So in my family, like people I've never met. And probably will never meet due to like Russia currently now being like, uh, let's not go there, guys. <laughs> um, have like owned like farms, either like government farms or like their own like thing where they just like grow gardens and like raise chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother, when I was young, and even now, she like just builds a garden in any new place she goes to. Like I had a garden of Aww. fresh vegetables growing up. Um, at my mom's place, like she like found a little hill in our backyard because now we're on a cliff, and she like did like a whole irrigated terrace thing. With like, yeah, chilies, like tomatoes, cucumbers, lettuce, anything probably like that's easy to grow or like not even easy to grow, just like that she can probably grow. She has it. So I've always been exposed to like some element of agriculture. And then I've always had pets growing up. Mm-hmm. Always loved animals growing up to the point of like, like when I was picking out, like when I was trying to learn about dogs, like memorized the entire breed book. Uh, figured out cat anatomy really fast because my mom, weirdly enough, in her anatomy class had to, like, look at a cat anatomy textbook mm-hmm. of, like, it's gross, it's dissected cats, but, like, I was really, like, fascinated by this. And then I currently um, have a pet ferret, which, uh, New York listeners, it's illegal in, this, in New York City, but don't tell anyone. Oh, it is. Uh, pretty right. sweet. Uh, so Giuliani just made this law... A, so the main concern of most people is, like, if you let a ferret loose, it'll just breed indefinitely, which doesn't happen. They have to be de-sexed anyways. But also there is, like, I think in New Zealand they have a problem with ferrets right now with in terms of them being an invasive species. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll just kill off natural, like, flora and fauna. But most people don't release their ferrets into the wild if they know what they're doing. Right. So that's really like it. They just sneak really out of the sex. house and go mate in the middle of the night. Like, no, no, they don't. <laughs> I didn't think there's a problem in New York. <laughs> Not in New York, what? I'm so okay. Let her outside on a leash. I'm like, ah, I don't want you to go somewhere. <laughs> also, I'm deaf, like completely deaf. I didn't find realize that until she was like two and a half years old. Aww. I just thought she was stubborn. <laughs> she's pretty smart. Like she's litter trained, but like she wouldn't come uncalled. And I was like, all right, whatever. She's just stubborn. And then like there's like little things like, oh, she didn't really hear me when I was walking behind her. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, that crash was really loud and she's not reacting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, she's deaf. Oh, wow. Like, I was, like, looking it up. Like, if she, um, it's the same gene that causes uh, white cats with blue eyes to, like, kind of have that. Like, they're more prone to being deaf as well. Mm-hmm. She has a broken mask pattern, which basically means, like, instead of, like, a solid mask of, like, a color, there's, like, a white streak going through it. Mm-hmm. And that more prone to being deaf or having, like, hearing loss. And, yeah. and she's fine. She's great. She's super smart. She likes waking me up at night. Like she stands on my shoulder sometimes when she wants more water and it's like 2 a.m. and I'm asleep and I'm like, but like so smart. And then I also a while back had to take care of my roommate's rat who was a senior rat and was um, Mm. dying of very aggressive cancer. So I had to like measure out his medicine, figure out how to best mix it because like it tastes gross. Mm -hmm. Medicine they have to give animals for inflammation and also for like just general pain in their old age just tastes nasty. Like if you smell it, it's gross. So I had to mix it with strawberry insher so he wouldn't, like, spit it back at me. Aww. And, yeah, so I basically had to learn how to syringe feed, Yeah, which was yeah. interesting. But uh, I love that you're taking all these steps already and, like, learning to help animals. Oh, no, it's just the uh, when I was at the vet, uh, the tech actually that came out and talked to me to teach me was like, okay, it seems like you, you're pretty competent with these rats. 
even though you're not their like owner. And I'm like, yeah, he's kind of at work. And they're like, okay, so like, here, you see this big syringe? This is how you use it. I'm like, mm-hmm. like taking notes. Like, okay, I got it. And so when you think of um, your co- career path with that, since you have experience both like mm-hmm. with being more in agriculture and with like house domestic pets, do you think about like a certain specialty area, like whether it's more like farm animals or domestic animals? Oh. It's like that's such a tough call for me because I love all animals except like bees and wasps. I love them all. Like if I could do like be be a vet tech, which is basically like an animal nurse and like all specialties like domestic, exotics, mm-hmm. farm, wildlife, like I would. But I also recognize like one that's unhealthy, spreading yourself too thin. Two, you can't do that. Like yeah, it's a lot to I've, learn. <laughs> it's too much to learn. Like just pick one. So I think I stick with like either like dogs and. It, or exotics like exotics include like hamsters gerbils rats rabbits like all those like weird little dudes Mm -hmm. and also birds and dogs because like i just genuinely like love dogs Mm -hmm. you just throw dogs in the mix with it why not just pets general pets yeah so then does that include like lizards and everything too the exotics yeah Yeah, lizards um if you ever watch yeah if you ever watch uh dr k's um exotic veterinary practice on uh nat geo Mm -hmm. she's an exotic vet and she gets like weird stuff all the time like ducks Pigs, snakes, Aww. foxes. Aww. A guy, really cute raccoon once. Very Aww. cute. Yeah. Very cute. Not not a good pet, but a Aww. very cute raccoon. <laughs> I knew someone yeah, who had a pet raccoon once. Mm. Oh, it was no. interesting. I think they just lured it in the house when it was a baby, and then they just kept it. Probably not yeah. a good idea. You see how it happens? <laughs> no. I like, want to ask about physical stuff, but it won't translate because we're on a podcast. Oh, oh, oh so, no. like, so, like, describe. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, I want to like ask about like your piercings, these earrings, oh, I, your fit. I <laughs> um, so my septum is um something I've wanted since junior year of high school, but like, it was a combination of like having a Russian mom where like I knew she would like cry if she saw this. <laughs> and also like wanting to like not out myself, like oh if I get this I'll look too masculine and out myself, like ridiculous like teenage thoughts. Mm-hmm. But um, the end of my freshman year at college, I literally went with, to a friend. I got ripped off. I paid, like, too much money for this piercing. That, that could have cost me, like, 40 bucks How somewhere you pay? else. 200 Oh, wow. That's a lot. They're like, piercing. this is solid gold. And me not knowing, like, oh, I could just go get pierced at a, like, tattoo place mm-hmm. where it would cost, like, 40 bucks, And I'd still be, like, alive and fine. I was like, oh, yeah, they, they're doing it because it's sterilized and it's solid gold. And like all this dumb stuff in my head that I was like, you, like now that I know it's just like piercings, like mini surgery, mm-hmm. if they get it dirty, they're liable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like what were you doing? But now I'm just like, I love it still. Like I kept it. And then my ears is because, so I have two, a lot of holes on one ear and cartilage piercings, just one on the other. Reason being is like, I like the look of cartilage piercings, but also my, for my lobes, I couldn't figure out which ear ma- like marked you as like gay because I can't left from my right, uh-huh. so I just both. There you go. <laughs> I was That's like, I hope cute. this works. I love that. <laughs> it worked, but I'm all, but everyone's just like, you know, it's like not the ear you originally pierced, right? And I'm like, oh, just do the other one then. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't care. Do I don't care that much. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically the story behind my piercings. Nice. And I'm noticing, like, tattoos and stuff, too. Yes. Okay. So I have um, the first tattoo I ever got, which is uh, my friend uh, Emmy Truswell 
did this um, anxiety deer character and I have anxiety oh. and I like was like, listen, um, I'll literally pay you like to design me a tattoo. Like this is, I paid for like this first tattoo I ever got. And I was like, listen, I'll like pay you like a hundred dollars. Like, I'm <laughs> cool. like, here you go. Lava lamp was just like on a whim from a friend. I was like, listen, just do this lava lamp. Um, I have this one I designed myself. It's basically, um, so I have a lot of evil eye stuff on me already, so I figured I might as well get a tattoo just for like extra safety. I have one that I'm going to cover up soon, so I'm not even going to bother. Um, I have a mushroom tattoo that my um, friend who's a tattoo artist did. Their name is Stacy Yufa. I'm plugging them in on this because if you're in New York, just like literally find their Insta and like check them out. So uh, I think I mentioned in my bio too that I came out on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So I got a tattoo for that. I got this one, which on my birthday's 21st, yeah, 21st birthday, I believe. It's supposed to be Adonis in Greek, but I've hidden it from my friend who studied classical Greek and anyone else that either knows classical or actual Greek because they fucked up the character. It's not a W. It's a different character. I can't remember the name, but it does not. It looks like a W except everything is rounded. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, no one else can see this, but I like the tattoo anyway, so I'm not mad. <laughs> um. I have a tattoo on my arm. It's a letter that just says Art Boy, but it's misspelled. Because just because I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I love that ta- it's like intentionally misspelled. Oh, yeah. I was like, listen, it was also my friend Stacy. And I was like, Stacy, let's misspell it. And you <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's me. It shows your personality. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm coming in, like, I'm hot. <laughs> um, then I have this tattoo because I'm Jewish. Um, it says, Nazi's Afraid Again. Which is, like, also my gym motto, which I'm like, all right, I got to get, like, buff enough to, like, actually beat up a Nazi. There you go. Yes. Yes. Um, so far, uh, no one has uh, come up to me to get beat up, but I understand. <laughs> but you're ready. It's also just off an old Soviet gang tattoo. Mm. Oh. I eliminated the Eye of Zion because, like, I genuinely did not want that on my body because mm-hmm. it's a symbol and I'm very much, like, not about that at all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely not. But I did appreciate the history of like Jewish gangs in Russia. So I was just like, I don't need the eye, right? Yeah. Okay. It's gone. Yeah. I have more, um, but they're all on my chest and my back. Mm-hmm. Cool. But I have um, reclaimed um, basically the ACT UP logo because mm-hmm. it's a pink triangle facing upwards instead of upside down. Yeah. And I really appreciate I have a lot of, I've met a lot of people just like in the city. You definitely know someone who has either had an HIV scare or has HIV. Mm-hmm. want to honor them let me see right here i have franz kafka uh on the who's my favorite one of my favorite authors just because of how weird his stuff is mm-hmm. and it's just basically his a big old head of his on a little bug body <laughs> <laughs> oh my tattoo artist is like, we need to put him on a bug and i'm like yes he is a bug <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious um i have a sketch of a man by eagle and sheila one of my favorite artists on my back. Don't know if I pronounced his name correctly. Anyone who knows good pronunciation, please like call me out on that. <laughs> and then on my left leg, I have a tattoo of Gigi, done by M North, who is so good. It's actually like one of the first tattoos I ever like saved up for, and like it's really special to me. I have a very high alien on my right leg, a Jersey Devil somewhere, a pill that was supposed to be my Akira tattoo, but I was too scared to letter it myself. Mm. And then I have a leather mask on my right leg, which was from an art project where I never got to use the leather mask. Mm-hmm. And I have to use it at some point, right? Like, Yeah. 
yeah, that's basically most of my tattoos. Oh, I have a, a Mars symbol on my hand. Just Mars? like the, the Mars symbol. So it's like, if anyone asks, I'm an MRA. Oh, oh. like Sailor Moon. Yeah, basically. It's also like, <laughs> reframing where I'm like, yes, correct. <laughs> nice. Very yeah. Cool. So that's basically most of them. That's a collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm planning on my um, my cover up is going to be covering up my uh, one tattoo I want gone because it says something very bad in Russian. Yeah, it was also it also just looks bad. Mm-hmm. And I want it I want to go back to my friend Stacy and get um so the a very influential Russian gay author uh who actually explicitly mentions homosexuality in like his first ever novella. Mm-hmm. His name is Michael Kuzman and it's like I read it it's like so good. It's also dramatic as hell because in the second act it literally starts off with like spoilers if you haven't read this novel from the 19th century, 20th <laughs> century, early 20th. I got them confused. Basically, it's the second act starts off with like this after this girl catches the guy she's like desperately in love with having an affair with her coach, stagecoach guy. Mm. And so she like is so upset about this, she like kills herself. Like it's very dramatic, but it's literally the first page. It's like, oh, damn, guess wow. got, yeah. But also, <laughs> it's but he like explicitly mentions like, oh, this character is gay. Awesome. Like, there's no like, oh, he's a confirmed bachelor. It's like, no, like, he's gay. Mm-hmm. Like, Good for a bachelor. Yeah, we're not gonna to code it. it. Just put yeah, it he there. like literally was just like, "What's queer coding? I don't know her." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so. Sweet. I'm gonna need a list of all these books that you mentioned because you seem to be oh. like really into yeah a lot of old literature. I'm not. I've I only recently got into like reading old literature just because like in college I was kind of forced to read like. Yes, I understand that the Odyssey and the Iliad, like parts of the Iliad are important mm-hmm. but also in college like i was kind of scarred by academia to the point of like i was like ah like what is this a book <laughs> <laughs> like i was that like mad and like depressed in college i was like ah, i don't like this mm-hmm. where like i read the book about like why do i have to read this Ugh. Mm-hmm. but also like academia i feel is very hostile to like literally anyone that's not like straight or white mm-hmm. especially if you're straight not a straight white man academia is so so like ah like yeah mm-hmm. ruthless yeah it's ruthless it's actually a good way to put it because like i remember going into like my first ever like college level math class and being called like not exactly like dumb like not in those words but like i believe the professor said that like i wasn't really focused on the subject i wasn't going to school for math by the way i was like okay also he wasn't like the best teacher and like it's your first time if you, it's your, if it is your first time ever reading like advanced math and advanced advanced mathematics concepts and you're also trying to write papers on it it's like to any normal person they would say oh this is really hard mm-hmm. like especially if you don't really have a solid math background in the first place like this is like hard and like also learning the language you need to write about mathematics is a whole other thing mm-hmm. where like i could probably explain to you like what I learned, but I wouldn't be using like the correct mathematical, like not math, even not mathematical, the correct academic terms. Mm-hmm. And like, I, that's like, that was my whole issue where it's like, oh, you're not using the right terms. And it's like, okay, whatever. But also like, this is like me pre-transition. So after I transitioned in college, I noticed the treatment around my art and like my whole like academic life shifting to like where I was like simultaneously like, oh, like 
when I started passing, like, hey, white guy, like, what what are your thoughts? And it's like, what, you're finally asking me thoughts now? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Not like my friend right here who is not a, does not look like a white man and is not a white guy. You're not going to ask my friend who's way more prepared, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And But also simultaneously, like, degraded and, like, treated like, like, you know, the small boy uwu thing? I feel like I know what you're talking about, but elaborate. It's like kind of infantilized as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, let me guide you in this world of academia Mm. because you are becoming, not becoming, but like, because I deem you as a non-threatening person Mm -hmm. because of your, like how I perceive your new gender identity, which weird. And also because you're like, because of like the whiteness that you have, Mm -hmm. which I, I like, I will like say like fully like, yeah, white privilege did help me in academia. But transitioning in like the middle of my junior, like in the middle of sophomore, junior year, that kind of spot also put me at a weird disadvantage. So it was very strange. And that's also part of why I left where I was like, I can't deal with this. I don't really know if I want to do art anymore. Um, the way people treat me, I feel like is so tenuous and so dependent on like my identities and not who I am wholly as a person that like, there's like no use for me at this school. Also, academia is a trash fire, and I hate it. <laughs> to get to the whole topic of me getting into old literature, I have a friend who's really into classics. He's actually studying library science and like classical Greek, Latin, like all. He knows all. He's like prepared. He's been recommending me books to read. Like you need to read Mikael Kuzma. You need to read Wings. If you can get like a tome of Oscar Wilde, read it. Um, and then also my boyfriend, he has like a ton of books from his time in college, mm-hmm. like reading a lot of Haruki Murakami. And, like I actually need to start Norwegian Wood, but I finished Kafka on the Shore, which like oh. made me cry. And now I'm getting into a spot in my life where like, oh, reading has that effect on me now where I feel things. And mm-hmm. it's not like analyzing the text. You can just so, enjoy it. Yeah, now I can just enjoy it. Yeah. Although uh, I am analyzing a bunch of academic literature collected on Twin Peaks. It's called Full of Secrets. It's so good. I love it. I love film studies. I just would not go to college for it ever again. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you have the time, please mm-hmm. send over a list. <laughs> I will. This. I'll compile a list. There you go. Nice. Yay. Yeah. We also are at the storytelling spot in the podcast. Ooh. So we'd love okay. to hear your story today. It was December nineteenth, uh, twenty seventeen. So it started at like eight. My friend Robin from C- uh, Star, they use Star now. Sorry, from Seattle was there along with my roommate, and Star was like, "I want a trip with you," and I'm like, "Cool, I have an eighth of shrooms. I don't want to do it because it's like all of it because it's my first time. Do you want to have half?" And they're like, "Yeah, whatever, let's do that." And my roommate was like, "So I'm trip sitting, like very like happy about trip sitting. I'm like, yes, you get to see your roommate." And his friend just tripped right in front of you. So we did that. We like ate them without anything, which I'm very proud of because I could deal with the gross taste of mushrooms. And then the night started basically at like, maybe I want to say nine was like when we really started feeling it. So uh, we could not stay in the room. We walked outside all over campus and like, I would not shut up. Literally, I would like, I was just talking about like all my like emotional trauma and like trauma from like childhood where I was like, oh my god, I think I have PTSD because, like, of all this in my childhood. And, like, oh my god, I think this one dude I hooked up with just doesn't know how to stop causing people emotional trauma. 
And I think he emotionally traumatized me. My friend was like, yeah, duh. Like, this took you, like, mushrooms to figure out? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I, we walked into, like, another dorm on campus and ran to a bunch of friends who were also, like, I don't know what they were on, but they were also, like, under the influence of something. And I was talking to my friend, and I was like, I remember telling her, like, if you need to call me because you're scared, call me. You have my number. She wasn't scared. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> For walking back to our, my dorm and I like started hearing music and like drum beats and shit. And I was like, oh, this is real weird, guys. Like, this is so bizarre. And they're like, we're, my friend was like, I don't hear what you're hearing. And my our trip sitter was like, there's nothing going on. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you don't hear them? You don't hear the little amps go boo, 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 boo. And he's like, ah, ah, we're going home. And then I stop and like on the way to my dorm, I stop and I scream. I go, my name is Baphomet and I'm a boy. And I wouldn't stop screaming for a full 10 minutes. And everyone's like, get inside. They're going to call security. People are sleeping. It's like 1 a.m. Like, go in in the dorm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'll go. I'm going to try and sleep. And, like, it's notoriously sleep when you're on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. At least it was for me and, like, a few friends who have taken it before me. I don't know. So I'm trying to sleep. And, like, I hallucinate not only a video game based on, like, all the trauma in my life or, like, I level up after like I solve each like trauma in my head, which didn't really help because after like that, I was like, I don't know what to do anymore again. But I also managed to like go to hell in like a weird way of like, there was like a weird concentric circle path. And like I walked down and I walked down and I actually met the um, entity with like who I'm named after, who I named myself after Baphomet. Who told me, yeah, you can name yourself this, but can you come back in like two or three years? And I was like, oh, chill. Oh, I got the date wrong. It was 2016. So it was three years. Sorry. As you can tell, I've, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, okay, like three years, 2016, 2019, whatever. Like I come back up and that was really it. And then I wasn't officially out until like a little bit of like over like what? Yeah, until like February. 2017 yeah February 2017 and I was like okay now what and uh basically that's that was like the coming out with my identity I didn't really go on tea until like after I broke up with my partner at the time who uh he wanted to marry me and I was like let's not do that and then he's like no I'm breaking up with you while you're on spring vacation goodbye I was like okay whatever I was really sad about that for a little bit and then May 9th 2017 I was like okay got my tea date Let's go. Let's do this. And I actually went into the office without my wallet. <laughs> Mount Sinai really put up with me for that. And I was like, listen, I don't have my wallet, but like I can pay you via like online. I'll just send like, you know, and they were like, okay, we'll just send your script and like to your house when you pay it. And like, cool. And then I started tea. I'm curious, had you thought much about transition before you did that? Like at what level were you in kind of that thought process oh. before that? Basically, the way I describe it is like a double mask where like to the outside world, I'd be like, yes, I'm just, I'm only just non-binary. And that is it. No more questions, please. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) But go away. But since high school, like, and I credit Tumblr for this, I got like a really comprehensive, like trans, yeah, a trans. (laughs) What does HRT do? What does testosterone do? What are the different types of testosterone? Um, what's the difference really between like injectables and like gels and patches? Yeah. And that's where I was like kind of in like top surgery was like, 
not really talked about at least around me until like I got into college where like it was like kind of the first time like where I had in the back of my head I was like oh yes I can do this but then that was the first time when I realized like oh my god I have friends who've done it I know people who have done it I can change my body like this hell yeah I'm gonna probably do it but I can't come out now because like I was very scared that like I wasn't gonna be lovable my friends would abandon me like I was scared of my mom scared of my dad's reaction and like all that where I was like let's just put a lid on it and never talk about it again until I moved out that summer and it was after a breakup where I was like walking around Central Park like in a circle like something was definitely wrong and like listening to St. Vincent and I owe like St. Vincent my like life for this where like her music kind of helped me like process like I should probably come out soon I should probably stop like lying to myself like I'm a gay trans man slash masked person uh, this isn't healthy you need to like like literally have a birth in reverse like start being born an adult and like go all the way back and figure stuff out mm-hmm. and that's kind of like where I like decided to like okay let's figure out transition stuff but also like let's have a good time and figure yourself out had you already thought about your name as well or did that totally come in your dream or um, it, yeah it was your it, dream right while you were it kind of came during the trip because like I was already looking into names and I was like I don't want like a soft name nor do I want like to be like I don't want to name myself David or like Ezra or Eli I kind of wanted something out of the norm Mm -hmm. especially like just because all my life I've been told like you're kind of strange and like all right might as well live up to it (laughs) and then I was like oh Baphomet's great that's a great name like took that in the back and then like while I was on mushrooms I'm like oh Baphomet right there so how did your family end up taking it when you ended up coming out to them? Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> uh, I think I accidentally, I wanted to tell my dad first because I knew he more, little, like he's old, he's like very much older. Like he's, I believe, going to be 63 soon. So like I knew he'd be like okay with it, but not quite understand like the language around it where I kind of have to step in and bridge that gap. Terrified of my mom finding out because I was like, I was like really like being like, okay, Hey guys, like if my mom kicks me out, like, mm-hmm. can I just chill? Like, can I sleep over? And then I knew my grandma, I didn't think my grandma actually would like do anything like positive. So um, I accidentally came out to my mom first. Like I first tried like, you know, like, Hey ma, like I'm not a girl. Don't ask any more questions. And she was like, okay, whatever. Like that doesn't affect <laughs> me. And then I was like, Hey ma, so I'm a, I'm a boy. Uh, can we see, can I see a psychiatrist for a referral for testosterone? She like kind of was like, she actually was, it was very surprising. Like she did ask me like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to change your body this way? But she did take me to the psychiatrist, did accompany me to my first tea appointment mm-hmm. and like was there for me, like to help me sort out my tea. But along the way, I think up until recently, and she was like, are you sure you want to do this to your body? Like, why do you, if you feel it already, like, why do you need to do it? Like, I don't want, or like, she'd like still she me, which like basically misgender me. But like, as I transitioned, people were, were like, why is this woman? gay sheing her own son what in the, like 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 if, when she like sometimes she'll slip up and she'll apologize and i'm like okay i like whatever but it's just very funny to see people be like what yeah mm-hmm. right but like yeah and like she also like implied that i was doing this for a boy like oh you're only doing this because this boy you dated once was bisexual i'm like uh false i am doing it because i want to look like him ha <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah yeah and then my dad, when I came out to him, I was like, he was like, I saw the thing about your name change on Facebook. I, it's okay that you're trans. 
it's okay. But then he's like, so he was like, oh, but I don't know why you can't just be a lesbian, which is the only like awful thing he's ever said. Mm-hmm. Actually, wildly enough, and I was like, oh, dad, it's because I'm gay in the opposite direction. Yeah, I'm a gay it's boy. Totally different thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was like, well, at least he realized I was gay, and he's like, I mean, I don't understand why you want to do this, mm-hmm. but I love you and I want to see you happy, so like, go for it. And I was like, chill. And then I found out my. Dad's side of the family has been using my correct name and pronouns since, like, I first told him. And I was like, oh, my God. That's amazing. I was like, wow. I didn't know. Because I've been afraid to see them, too. And I'm like, oh. And I saw them this year, actually, for New Year's. And I was like, oh, my God. You guys are using my correct name and pronouns. And, like, I saw that they have, like, little pride flags all over their house. And I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I love my dad. So he, He has his flaws, obviously. But, like, I love him. Yeah. I'm like, this amount of support, I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, they de- decorated for you. Yeah. That's amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, what? Was, he's like, I mean, we like gay people, so like, why not? <laughs> We're okay with having it up. <laughs> all right, I was like, all right, all right, Dad, I'll, I'll give you this one. Awesome. And you were saying that you didn't think your grandmother would take it well. Which oh, side is that? Your so that's my mom? mom's grandmother, because okay. um, unfortunately my dad's mom and dad died before I was born. But my grandma that I lived with for most of my life, like, she was very, very, like, confused and, like, kind of also coming out of the same place as my mom where it's, like, I'm the, I was the only, like, daughter ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a, also my mom's only child. And, like, she, like, thought, like, by doing this, like, I, she'd be losing. Like, the weird thing of, like, if you do this, I'm losing you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, no, you're, you're literally not. Like, this yeah. is probably the most authentic I've ever been. And, like, I actually didn't talk to her for a few, like, months, like, maybe six months after I moved out and lived with my boyfriend for a while. And then I started texting her, and she's, like, she's, like, literally, I miss you. Like, I love you, grandson. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Because apparently I didn't know this. My mom and my grandma went to, like, a support group for, like, tra- parents with trans children who, like, transitioned a little later in life and, like, learned a lot. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Thank you. Great. <laughs> I didn't so expect they sought their own support. That's awesome. Yeah. I was actually, like, very happy, and, like, my mom actually still goes to therapy to, like, to this day, just, like, because, like, she's done, like, a lot of, like, messed up stuff to me as a kid, and she's only now starting to realize that, and it's, like, a combination of, like, her own, like, family trauma, and then actually something physiological, like, she had no control over okay. for that time, and she's just like, listen, I'm literally so sorry this all this shit happened to you, mm-hmm. and I know I've caused it. And I'm just sorry. I'm like, okay, whatever. You, you've done the thing I wanted you to do, which was like acknowledge it so I forgive you. Yeah. That's really heartwarming. I like that. I wish more parents ended up doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like taking the time out to like step back from their own mm-hmm. selfishness and their own views and see how that could have affected the people around them, especially their children. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I think I'm very in a very like weird position, like just generationally of like on the cusp of like, a lot of trans like people and folks and kids who are like my age and older whose parents have like stepped out of support and then people who are like my age coming out as trans and their families being like we don't understand but let's read up Mm -hmm. and like okay and then like coming to understanding and it's just a very weird generational shift that i'm like in the middle of i feel it's like it's great like that this is happening like now but also like oh my god (laughs) i don't know half of what i had to put up with yeah And I, like, really want to, like, it's basically, like, I think now that, like, since I was a child, like, technology and, like, all the information you can find online has actually, like, culminated into, like, not just, like, three websites, but, like, 
Tumblr and like archives and like all these really cool resources that like parents can find on their own, like older people are more computer literate now. And they can be like, oh, I want to do when your child comes out as trans. And it's like, oh, okay, I know what to do now. Like I got these steps, yeah. which I think is super cool. I definitely agree with you there. I like the fact that there are more resources out there for people to actually like go out there and educate themselves. Yeah. Instead of just assuming that what they know is right and not try yeah. to get away from that. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely a big one where like I think that any flaw in like learning is like when you think you know everything and you're right, it's just like you're not and you're just gonna fail. Yeah, you're never gonna like, learn anything. You're just that setting way. yourself no. gonna fail. Yeah, I feel like you don't often hear about parents being so proactive. Mm -hmm. And educating themselves on that. Yeah. That's great. And like part of it's like, I know I'm lucky that this happened. It's just literally blind luck, I guess, also that plays into this. But yeah, I'm really glad I'm seeing it too. It is about time to wrap <gasps> up already. Shameless plug time. Go for it. Okay. Oh, so if you want to follow me in my art stuff, I don't really post a lot very often anymore because I'm not in art school and like I've also been looking for jobs mm -hmm. but my art account is Libra Scorpio Scorp Cusp 6699 I mistyped it because I changed my handle from uh, something that wouldn't out me immediately to art schools uh, just it's basically Libra and then altogether Scorp and then Cusp and 6699 because I couldn't put 69 in <laughs> out of like my morals and like everything can't you just can't put 69 in in addition i'm gonna try and get back into reading at open mics because i'm trying to just write poems on my own like on the subway just like when like i'm bored just like you know just typing something and like making sure no one bumps into me what else am i doing you'll probably see me at housing works uh, bookstore cafe volunteering again i'm there for tuesday mornings i'll make you a latte Yay. Awesome. <laughs> please just ask me to make a latte i need to practice very cool. But uh, that's really it. Great. Well, so good to meet you. Yeah. You too. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. No problem. No problem. Oh, wait, wait. I want to let you know. Your tattoo right here yeah. reminded me of the stuff that I have at home because I have a baseball bat. Oh, says, my friend has a baseball bat too. I have a baseball bat that says fuck Nazis on it. Just wanted to like let you know. <laughs> actually, um, my friend... They go by Bear, and they do, I forget, they're, they're a drag uh, persona as well, and one of the things that they do is they go to um, gay bars and, like, drag clubs, and, like, they just hold out this bat, and they've, like, actually, like, hit people with it before, too, like, for, like being not <laughs> Like, this is the energy we need, Bear. Yes, yes. Nice. Yeah. support. Cool. Well, cool. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Right, yeah. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Queer Stories. Also check out the creator of our podcast music, B. Studwell. She's an incredible queer artist from D.C. and you can check out her music at bstudwell.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes, don't forget to rate us so others will be able to find our podcast. Talk, Talk to you all, all next, next week. week. Next time on Beyond Queer Stories. Hey everyone, it's your co-host Dawn. I am here to let you know that this is our final episode of season one. We're so excited to wrap up the season. We are going to bring you one more episode next week with Ashabi and me talking about how season one went, sharing our thoughts with you and the highlights, and we'll also let you all know some of the things we have in store for season two. So we're really excited to wrap up this season.
So check out our season one recap next week, and then we will see you all in season two coming to you the first Monday in August. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.